Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Millennials Anonymous Podcast. Yes, this is your girl, Lise Winnie, and I'm a fucking millennial. So let's get this party started right and quickly. But before I can do that, I gotta give a big shout out. Because if, I mean, I don't know what I'm saying if you didn't know. Because I'm pretty sure everybody knows it's Memorial Day weekend. And I want to give a big shout out to all the fallen soldiers and, and heroes and all of the vets and all of the active duty uh, soldiers. I want to give a big shout out to everybody because Memorial Day is not just about eating cheap hot dogs and trying to pretend to like your auntie's fucking potato salad. Like this Memorial Day is more than that. And that's why I was just so fascinated by how many fucking people just didn't give a damn about this quarantine because it's fucking Memorial Day. Now, what I will say is just because they your goddamn family member don't mean the motherfuckers ain't carrying the virus and you can't get it. Because I think that that's that's the, the misconception that if you somehow share a bloodline that you can't get sick from them. I want y'all to know that that is false, okay? So I need for y'all to stay safe out there. And again, big ups to the soldiers who make it possible for us to stand in line at the Ross for Less, Ross Dress for Less in the five below and be free to do that. So I want to give a big shout out to them, big hand claps to them. Thank you so much for what you do over here for us and over there for us so that we can do the stupid shit that we do here in the United States of America as free as we fucking want to. I just I just want to give a big shout out to them despite the issues that we may have over here in the United States. There's nowhere else I don't think I would rather be. Also giving a big shout out to my peoples over there at brunch and we recorded today at brunch and we had a guest Mr. Lamont King was on so he's a comedian he's a radio personality he's worked with some of the best of them like Kevin Hart he was in the Russ Pars movie so he worked with people like Kevin Hart and you know he worked with people like David Atlet Greer in that movie George Wallace he's worked with briefly Russ Parr so he's he's been he's well versed in this comedy and radio game so he dropped some gems so make sure you tune in for that because he did drop some straight gems for y'all if you are not familiar with the gems that he dropped you gotta make sure you like and subscribe to brunch and podcast on all major podcasting platforms and if you want to watch the video because yeah we video Mm -hmm. we are we cool like that you can watch it on millennials anonymous on facebook and on igtv on under millennials anonymous as well and on youtube under brunching podcast you can find it there so let's make sure we we lock and load and we we like them to subscribe on all those for brunch just do the same thing for millennial i don't know how the fuck you're listening to this if you don't well some people do listen to shit but they don't like it so like it while you listen to it you don't have to even if you don't want to listen to it no more just like shit okay just like it just like it okay and we're gonna we're gonna move on because we gotta talk about the top 10 trending topics of the week on this memorial day with all these people out there eating their quarantine food at their quarantine self-made fest that they are calling memorial day out there so here we go to these top 10 trending topics of the week here we go let's get it so mr takashi 69 is still on his tattletale tell all biopic he got the book coming out which is calling a tattletale is released from jail and he has chapters one through three already written chapter one was get home and get right back on fucking instagram trolling people chapter two was meek mill chapter three is snoop and chapter four is now ariana grande and justin biebs so now he is accusing them of what cheating the billboard charts yes they're from universal and he's saying that universal you use your credit cards and you bought up all these streams and downloads and albums so that they could jump from number six or number five to number one and he was mad because it was forecasted that he was supposed to win but what they didn't tell him in this biopic okay is that these streams is domestic so it don't matter how many you stream worldwide this is domestic this is what happened here you know right here Right, right, right here, right here. It's what's happening here. 
uh, but he didn't understand that he also didn't understand the difference between streams and downloads and radio play which the song didn't play on the radio at all like i never heard a Takashi song on the radio except for Fifi and that's the only song I think I've ever heard on the radio I don't think I've heard any of his other stuff on there and I think that was on the radio because of Nikki like I, I don't I don't I don't I don't know but he's doing a lot of talking and I don't know if we're gonna finish this book because he's just doing a lot of fucking talking and I I defended you last week. Listen, listen, 6ix9ine. I defended you last week, but you doing entirely too much telling. It is entirely too much telling. I know you are embracing the rat. You are saying it is the year of the rat. You are embracing that. That is fine if you are embracing that. But I know that you're trying to get all the cheese. We need you to just get the cheese and then cheese and then shut the fuck up. So we just need you to do that so that we can get through this year and everything. I'm tired of it. And then according to Hip Hop DX, Dr. Dre says that social media has ruined the artist's mystique. And I'm going to have to agree. I've never disliked more celebrities than now. Because social media has really brought us into your world. You know, it's a whole new world. It is. It's a new world. Because I remember the days when we used to dream what some of y'all actually fucking sounded like when you talk. Like, we didn't even know how you talk. Like, when we was like, woo. I don't, I don't. I don't think they read well. I don't, I don't, I don't think this is, this is not my dream. Or their voice was 10 times higher than you anticipated. Like, I don't think it's nuts drop yet. I think, it, I don't think it did. I think he's still on a different octave. That's, that's the days we long for. The days when we had to imagine what you were like. Not the days that we knew. The days that we imagined what you were like. I, I just, I remember, I, we need to go back to that time. I remember the time when we when we first met, girl. Oh boy, I remember the time, and I think we should go back to that. And I think I think Doc, the Doc is on to something. I think he's on to something. And in the craziest, there's not enough irregular, defective, knock. Well, it's not knock off. It's real irregular, defective name brand designer shit in the world. The Ross Dress for Less has lines backed up everywhere across the nation, like places like Louisiana and places like Indiana and all of those Annas and everywhere else when people are standing in lines in order to get their irregular or defective or last season's Michael Kors because people don't have shit else to do i i didn't it was very little mask there it was very little social distance and people were standing in line for hours for hours to get this shit now i'm telling you even on a good day you know what i mean and i shops at ross because i i don't have i i i, I shops at ross because i don't have money i'm not i'm not wealthy you know what i mean so i shops there but what I'm not gonna do is stand in line for hours, never in a fucking Ross dress for less. Like I don't, I don't need. It ain't that much. Like I said, last season's designer anything for me to stand in the fucking Ross dress for less. Like I, I, I'm not saying I'm above it. I just ain't gonna fucking stand in no goddamn line, and I definitely ain't gonna stand in no goddamn line for three hours to get the fuck in there just to buy some clothes. Then I don't have no way to fucking go. Like I, I mean, I guess people were standing in line because in fucking Memorial Day we saw all these fucking people at pool parties and cookouts and all of this shit, and it's crazy to me because I'm like I don't trust none of that shit. I will be outside in fucking August if these numbers can continue to go down. I'll let y'all go out there first, and I'll see. I'll wait. I, I'll wait. I ain't. I ain't fucking around with it. It ain't enough cookout in the world so I can sit there and talk to, you know, somebody about their fucking deck or some shit. Like I, I don't got time for that. Like I'm no. Unless we making some serious moves, I'm stay my ass in the house. And in other news of people that needed to stay their fucking asses in the house, Mr. Floyd Mayweather packs his club down there in Arizona with a bunch of people that have very little protections anywhere. And it was no no prophylactics, no gloves, no mask, no, I don't know if they had prophylactics. No gloves, no mask, no nothing. They was not social distancing at all. And, you know, Floyd said, fuck this quarantine. But I can't really blame Floyd because, because, so, so a lot of it, 
so a lot of the stuff that's important that you may need to know right like the information about this just so happens to be in writing and maybe you know because allegedly that's not necessarily a strong point I, I i don't know i can't say that i cannot say if it is true or not but it's a lot of it's in writing so maybe he didn't he didn't he didn't get it you know what i mean he didn't get it so i'm not gonna blame floyd because he might not have got it yet you know what i mean it might not have came past his desk yet maybe he doesn't watch the news and he maybe with the writing um the written part uh, he fuck it i'm gonna move on and speaking of what the hell man in delaware decides that he was gonna fuck some horses i i don't know if he's a brony i don't i don't know what the fuck is going on with him but he decided he was gonna fuck some horses and he tied up the little horses who's in the legs and he heard a couple horses tying them up and he was fucking the horses he was fucking the men horses he was fucking the women horses he was just fucking horses he was just fucking everybody and you need to hide your kids hide your wife because he fucking everybody out here and they it took them four times four times to fucking find him now what i will say this was a, a white man he was he was very white um and i think that's what happened because i'm like i could see the first two the first two times okay all right maybe you didn't get him maybe you didn't see and this man was butt-ass naked fucking the horses and he clearly had horse shit on him because he was fucking horses in the booty hole and nobody could catch him and I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, like, if this was a black man, I'm pretty sure he would have been caught on day one because they would have been like, his black ass don't belong in these goddamn stables. So, I don't know why I took y'all four times, but they did find him and he got arrested for all kind of shit. So, you know, he got arrested for horse rape and all of that. So, I'm glad they got him and I... I the craziest shit happens in this quarantine i i don't know and i think that was back there in delaware somewhere and aisha curry is back out again at full force she's on ig she is bikini dressing baby she is she is looking good from head to toe she lost a bunch of weight and she is looking good and her husband took a picture of her and everything she posted on there so people are loving it of course they loving it they everybody loves a good look story people don't like it when you look like shit but they love it when you look good and so everybody's commenting on it and they all you know gassing her up and everything and she looks good but i think some people were giving her some backlash because of what she had said last time about girls covering themselves up and being respectful to of their bodies and stuff but now that she's skinny and everything and she lost all this weight now she wants to show off that's all we was trying to do in the first place we just lost a little weight aisha that's all we was trying to do back in the day when you was telling us we was just we was just being just ridiculous. We was out here being ratchet. We was doing too much. We just had lost a little weight. So you was judging us. Now we looking at you. And Jagged Edge verse 112 is coming. And I love myself some peaches and cream and some let's get married. I just want to get married. It's coming. Whether or not they will be together in the room, I don't know. This is the first time I think we're having a group. So let's see what happens with this one. Hopefully they will be in the room because just like our next topic, Beanie Man and Bounty Killer had a live and the audio was amazing. They didn't have any technical difficulties really. It was pretty good and I think it was because they were together. They It was just because they were in the same room so they didn't have to worry about, you know, you got T-Mobile, I got Boost Mobile, you know, this is going on over here. All of that. Like we didn't have to worry about that. You know, you got Dial Up, I got that, that blue class shit out there like you we didn't have to worry about none of that you know what i mean so we we just had goodness but what did happen is that beanie had to stop the cops because the cops had came and he stopped the live in the middle and he said you know what you don't want to be the guy that shuts down the verses in front of 500,000 people and he stopped the cops he said nope we ain't doing this Boop. And he just went back to doing what he was doing and everything. So he please shut it down and they continue to make some good music. I He played all the hits that I remember as, you know, growing up. I, I'm not really big in knowing all the names and stuff of the reggae songs, but I love some reggae. You put on some reggae, you will definitely twerk somebody. And I don't think he had on underwear either, Beanie Man. But that's fine. You know, he was dancing and all of that. It was, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful time. And Donald Trump is actually refusing to put up or unveil Barack, President Barack Obama's photo, which is actually breaking a 40-year tradition, which is absolutely awful. It didn't matter 
for previous presidents, whether you were a Republican, whether you disagreed on issues like Barack Obama did it for George Bush and George Bush did it for Bill Clinton. And he had this little ceremony and they would come and they would unveil it and they would say stuff about the other president and stuff like that. And the other president would say some shit and it was just this was like a thing. And so now he's not doing it because, you know, Donald Trump keep Barack Obama name in his mouth like he keep his name in his mouth like a fat kid always is eating cake and it's just as ridiculous that you can't do this and y'all is all you know on joe biden ass about this and everything and I, but speaking about people making unnecessary comments megan good is speaking out about her skin so she looks a little tad bit lighter not a lot of bit but a tad bit lighter and when you look at her and she's saying that she had a bad chemical peel or whatever and it made her skin lighter and she's self-conscious about it and she's having a hard time with it and I'm pretty sure the comments that people are making are not helping. And so now she's trying to get her stuff together and get herself back together and, and put everything together. And I don't know how a bad chemical peel or whatever on your face makes your body lighter, but somebody was saying that maybe she evened it out, you know, because her face was like, so she couldn't be walking around looking like a porcelain doll. So she had to make herself even. So I guess that's what happened when you even yourself out I, I don't fucking know I, I I don't I can't I can't today I can't but that has been your top 10 trending topics of the week and we will talk about Joe Biden in a minute so let's talk a little bit about Joe Biden so Joe Biden is in trouble again he was talking to Charlemagne and I think he made a joke and he was talking about that you're not black if you don't vote for him and he said a joke and the joke didn't land well and of course now he has people just up in arms about that now what i will say is that listen joe i need you to shut the fuck up like we you all we got left right you know what i mean we are you are the only other choice that we have so I need you to shut the fuck up. Like, you don't need to make no jokes. You ain't a goddamn comedian. Apparently, you're not that funny or fucking relatable to people. So I need you to just shut the fuck up. You know, no more jokes. No more. Um, Just get, get the job done and go sit down or whatever. But he seems to keep talking. But my issue is to all the people out there that are saying, Oh, I ain't vote for Joe. He's racist now. And I don't know. I'm like, listen. If you're the type of person that's saying that and you don't know what's going on, like you're not following the issues, you're not following all of the things that are passing and not passing in the house, you don't know the the laws and bills that have been passed or blocked or all of, you know, all the things that um, Trump is pushing through. If you don't know what's happening, shut the fuck up. Like, I, I need for you to do a little research if you don't know what's going on. Like, I need you to dig a little deeper and do a little research and find out exactly what's going on before you start saying that. Because to be totally honest with you, if you're not offended or upset by any of the things that Donald Trump says, which most of y'all that are going after Joe Biden, don't that you seem to give him Donald Trump just like, oh, that's just who he is at this point. And he continues to have his support only in the Democratic side or the left side is when we can't like there's always an issue. And this is why we don't win. There's always a fucking issue. Right now, we are in a particular time in history that we ain't. hopefully we never see this shit again. I hope we never see this shit again. And we can blame who we want to blame, but once it got here to the United States of America, this was not handled well. This has put us in a situation where everybody is starting to feel this. No matter if you're a business owner, no matter if you're an employee, a mom, it doesn't matter who it is. This impacted everybody. Some people more than others, because some people got richer, like Jeff Bezos, you know what I mean? But most people, it impacted them in a negative way. I also will say that you need to not take your advice from somebody who does not live a similar life from you. Because I get it that y'all, you know, we, we want somebody to be our Martin Luther King. We want somebody to be our Malcolm X. But we just don't have that now. So I get it that y'all kind of cling to these certain individuals that you think 
are the best option to be leaders and i guess somehow some way one of them people became charlemagne the god and i can i can respect charlemagne the god for the fact that for the most part he says what he says and then he stands in it for the most part i mean there's been some some times you know where he's kind of went that's not really what i meant but for the most part he says what he says and he stands in it i can respect a person that does that you know what i mean but at the same time you've also have to listen to him in totality to realize that he himself has said a bunch of shit that is extremely controversial or could be misconstrued in some way where you would say i don't think he should be the person leading black people you should not be getting your opinions and advice from charlemagne this is just these are just facts and it, it has nothing to do whether you love charlemagne or you dislike charlemagne my thing is this if you can't make a decision based on somebody else's opinion because the things that are going to benefit him are not going to benefit you and he's going to be voting the same way you're voting voting for your your best interest being black in america is a lot it's it's a lot it's a lot of things right and it's a lot of hardships that come along with being black in america but being black and poor in america has a much different tone to it than being black famous and wealthy there will be times that people are black famous and wealthy will get out of shit that normal black people would not you can i've heard the argument oh well look at r kelly and i'm like r kelly has gotten away with that for years when r kelly was popular he got away with that shit for years it wasn't it didn't happen like for normal like it, he got away with that for 25 years or some shit like that we're not gonna sit here and pretend so when you're going and listening to these you you've got to know that they ha are gonna have a different perspective in life and we can't ignore that it's not it's anything wrong with them being successful it's not anything wrong with them having money but it's different so the urgency that you have is going to be a lot different different from the urgency that they have. So people like Puffy, people like Charlemagne, they can tell you that I, you know, I vote, we gonna hold our vote because to be totally honest with you, being a wealthy person, this ain't gonna impact you that much. Their life is not gonna change that much because they have money. The, it will change for you because your taxes are gonna go up. You know, you're not going to get the health care you need. Your wages are going to be stagnant. Like, these are things that are going to happen to us poor folk. Rich folk, life ain't going to change that much. So, yes, they can be stingy with their vote and just say, fuck it. We'll see what happened. Because if Donald Trump's president, I'm still rich. If he, Joe Biden the president, I'm still rich. They don't really give a damn. So just know that when you talking about listening to somebody who is problematic themselves. Just listen. Because I'm like, to be totally honest with you, both of those individuals are kind of problematic in their own right. And that's the problem. Who isn't? So if that's your issue <laughs> with, you know, Joe Biden, because he made the joke and he says some things and Joe Biden is not, I don't think he was anybody's first choice, but he's who the fuck we got now. And I would much rather Joe Biden get in because I know he's going to appoint people and put people in place that are not going to destroy the EPA. He's going to put people in place that are going to make sure that we're getting the proper um, wages and not going to destroy the Labor Department. Like his whole goal is not what Donald Trump stands for, which is to dismantle and break apart the system. And he's not breaking apart to fix it. He's dismantling it so that he benefits off of it in some way. We need that to go. We need a sense of normalcy to be restored in office. And I think going towards Joe Biden, we can get there because at least we can have rational conversations about how to get shit done. Because nothing Donald Trump did happened without being bipartisan. We don't get a criminal justice reform bill without the Democrats saying yes. We don't get a stimulus package without the Democrats saying yes. But on the flip side, when it came down to what Barack Obama was trying to do, we got a bunch of no's. We need to make sure we're pushing these people out. We need to move forward so that we can move our country forward in the right manner. 
whatever that is maybe you decide i want to vote for trump that's fine but just don't be listening to some random rich person and making your decision off of what the fuck they told you go do your own research and figure it out from there i'm just saying i think it's best for you to do something as opposed to do nothing that's all i'm saying and if you're gonna say that black people need an agenda sometimes this is a suggestion maybe it would work if we came up with an agenda and started to give some of these ideas to these fucking politicians so that they know what type of agenda you are fucking looking for that's like if i come in a restaurant and say i want you to fix me something good okay sure and you say well what's on the menu and I just start ran, like rambling off different things on my menu. And they'd be like, well, I don't want any of that. It would probably make more sense for you to come in a restaurant and say, this is what I want. Do you have it? If you don't have that, then I can't fucks with you. I can't eat here if you don't have that. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for this. Can you make it? You might not have it on your menu, but can you make it? That's what we need to do. I'm just saying, let me get away from this for a minute. All right, well, let's talk about some controversy, some other controversy. Uh, Miss Doja Cat, she just had a number one. So she, last week I was singing her praises and she was number one and all of that with Say So, with um, Nikki. We were talking about Nikki's lyrics, but we weren't talking about Miss Doja Cat. And I didn't really know a whole lot about Doja Cat. I just didn't because I just didn't listen to her fucking music i had no idea she made a song about being a fucking cow and about titties or some shit like i, I didn't know that's what the fuck like I, I didn't know her like that you know i didn't know her music like that i didn't even know her persona of course i don't know her like that but i've never met any of these people but i don't even know her persona like that like i didn't know what type of character or actor she i, I, I did not know what she had created so People are calling her racist because apparently she would go in these tiny chat rooms, which is an app that you can go into and you can talk to random people. And she would go in there and she would be in groups with, they said that are like alt-right groups. And she would be in there with them and she would be degrading herself by being scantily clad or showing her butt and using the N-word around all white people or agreeing with some of their alt-right kind of views or whatever and they said she made a song called didn't do nothing and they said that that was a direct knock her di a direct knock at sandra bland because i was around the time that i think sandra bland got, got killed in, in the, the jail now or the holding cell now i didn't know like i said i didn't know a lot about doja cat um, I later found out that she was a troll. She likes to troll people on Twitter. She likes to troll people on Instagram. That's just kind of what she does because it's a part of her persona. Sort of like Takashi 69 Like she, she's kind of like, that's how she gets her flair. That's how she gets the attention. That's how she gets her interactions. That's how she gets her involvement. I didn't realize that because I didn't know because I didn't follow her. I'm not, I don't really know her music like that. And it's not a knock on her. It's just, that's not my kind of music. And so Doja Cat is a biracial woman. She has a white mom and a dad that's from South Africa. He apparently abandoned the mother. He didn't, she doesn't know her father at all. She knows of him, but she doesn't know him. And now that she's more popular, he's trying to come around and say, you know, it's my baby girl and all of that type of stuff, but she doesn't know him. And she grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood and all this other shit that I've learned from listening to the blogs. And you have two sides. So you have one side of people that are saying, cancel Doja Cat. Doja Cat is over. She's gone. Goodbye. Good riddance. Get the hell out. And then you have another side that's trying to defend Doja Cat. Okay. So I didn't listen to the videos. I didn't see the, I've seen like bits and pieces of the videos, but I haven't listened to the videos in totality. So I have no idea what the fuck was said in these videos. Now, the only thing I will say is I didn't know this tiny chat existed. I think that it's awesome that she's reaching directly out to these fans because most celebrities don't do that. Most celebrities are untouchable. And she appears to be very down to earth in that way that she is touchable. So it seems like 
that and that, no pun you know right um you can talk to her she is approachable is what i should have said and i think it throws people off that they see this big celebrity now in these chats and it's like okay and she does say some off the wall shit like i think part of one of the the videos i heard like she was telling people to put coffee in her ass or the straw some bullshit I, I i don't know it was just like it was just some random shit she was saying for shock value and you know for attention to see the rouse she was going to get out of people and she she said the n-word in there but from what i gathered no one engaged in that so none of the people in the group was like yeah niggers like nobody did that it just kind of like she said it and then they kind of like moved on and i think it was one black guy in the group and he didn't the chat group and he didn't say anything and to to kind of give you a visual if you've not seen this all the people in there besides her look like they live in their mother basement and they eat cheetos for breakfast and you know they play video games all day that's that's what they look like i'm not saying that's what they are but in them boxes that's kind of what it looked like so i've gathered that she's like a, a introvert somewhat like she's very random and kind of weird but i gather she's like an introvert and so these are kind of her people this is where she feels comfortable with these kind of like people and she's said some controversial stuff in the past like this is not new to her like she says some stuff about the lgbtq i plus community um she used some very derogatory language about them and she said this is how she talks and then she backtracked and she apologized which i think is probably what's going to happen here because so far she's been very silent I, I listened to a couple blogs and it was one blog in particular that stood out and the reason why it stood out and it was that campbell is because he gave facts a lot of the other ones said that she was being racist but they didn't say what the fuck she said. They just said she said the N-word. But a lot of people say the N-word. Like you have people that have whole black white friends saying the N-word to the white friends. They call it a white friends nigga. Like I, I've seen it. So that's why I'm like I, I don't know if that constitutes her being racist. Now I can't say maybe I'll change my mind next week. Because I ain't see the whole video. But from that if that's it I don't gather that. Okay. Now, the alt-right has a lot of problems. It's a very problematic corner, okay? Especially when it comes to diversity. It's a very problematic corner. So the stuff that harbors there is usually very problematic, for, especially for black people. It is. It just is. But if she's a Republican and she kind of agrees with some of their viewpoints and stuff we cannot necessarily knock her for i don't know if she's republican or not but we can't necessarily knock her for doing that right that's her opinion if she wants to be republican and have republican views or values i can't knock her for that and in listening to Zach Campbell, because he listened to the entire video, so I'm getting secondhand knowledge, he's saying that she didn't really say any of those things. So the things that the bloggers are saying, she didn't actually say those things. Okay. She she did say the N-word. He said she did. But other than that, she didn't really engage in anything. And then there were videos of the people that were in the chats with her that were saying that she didn't say anything racist either. And again, there wasn't a black guy that was in those boxes. So... I, I can't say that she's racist. Now, I will say that we got to get this cancel culture thing under control. Because we got to figure out what the fuck does cancel culture mean. And I think the problem with this is, is that we don't necessarily know what cancel culture means. What does it mean? And you cannot be on the left and be the same group of people that believe wholeheartedly in criminal justice reform. But you also believe in cancel culture. Those two things cannot be true. And you're probably like, well, how? Let me explain. So if you believe that somebody can make a mistake, right? Okay. And you should be able to allow them to do their time and not be one, too harshly judged, right? And rush to judgment on those individuals, which is things with the black community that we tend to get more harsh sentences for things that white people either get slaps on the wrist for or they get to walk away from black people give judge more harshly you cannot believe that you should be able to get a fair shot 
And then at the same token, you believe that if somebody says something you don't like, they automatically should go away forever. That that's that's one. Two, you cannot believe that if somebody serves their time, they should be able to come back into society and live like everyone else. But then you have this cancel culture mentality where he was like, I don't think you should come back ever, never, because you said something I didn't like and I don't like it. And even though we live in a free country where you can pretty much say whatever the fuck you want, I don't want you to say it because I don't like it and I want you to be gone forever. Those two things cannot be true. Like the same people that believe that cannot believe that somebody should go away off of very little information based on what somebody else's opinion is. I, it just, it blows my mind that these two things exist. Cause like with cancel culture, I think it's also should be identified of what the fuck is it? Like, does it mean that the person is canceled forever? It means like they don't come back never again. Like they, you can't, they can't be on social media. They can't be outside. Like what the fuck does cancel culture mean? So if somebody is canceled, what does that mean? And then, of course, then it goes back to how long do they stay canceled? Because if you believe that people can't be reformed, then no one would be reformed. We all have some problematic shit. Everybody, I can guarantee you, everybody has said something that somebody could construe as problematic. Everybody. So now you have this thing where you're picking and choosing who is problematic and who is not problematic. How problematic is it? So... That's the part that kind of confuses me. And I'm not defending Doja Cat because to be totally honest with you, like I said, I didn't even know Doja Cat existed until recently. So it really didn't, it doesn't, it's not going to affect me if I don't hear her music because I didn't listen to it anyway. And it's not a knock on Doja Cat. It's just not my thing. She just wasn't in my wheelhouse. So if I don't hear her music, I don't give a shit. So I don't really care, but I think that this does bring it to the larger conversation of what is council culture. If she gets canceled today, is she canceled forever or is she canceled for a year? Is she canceled for six months? Is she canceled until she learns her lesson? How do we know that she learns her lesson? Should we be teaching people? Because some people that are getting canceled, I was like, shouldn't this be a teachable moment? Not saying that you shouldn't lose your endorsements and stuff like that. Maybe you should. Maybe that'll change your perspective on things. But at the same time, when are they like do they get a chance to change their mind or or is it forever because people do evolve people do change people do learn people become around other people and they they do evolve as people people do grow everybody doesn't change but some people do some people get to learn and some people get to understand and we've had people that were completely hated groups of people they had a child that was gay or they had a daughter that married a black guy or whatever and now they they feel differently about the way that they felt are we canceling these people forever because that's the problem because I don't if I'm not mistaken I don't think Barack Obama initially agreed with gay marriage but now he does so those are things that people do evolve people's opinions change people's outlook change the, you've got to give there has to be some level and some era of of redemption there like I said I can't speak for Doja Cat because I, I didn't hear the full video um the didn't do nothing song was taken down which was kind of like suspect to me that they took it down um but somebody posted it so I heard the beat but I didn't listen to the whole song because it was like it was I just didn't want to listen to it I'm just I'm not just gonna lie to you but people did and it was a couple people that listened to it and they were saying that she didn't actually say anything about Sandra Bland in the song at all and she didn't really say anything problematic about black people at all it was just that didn't do nothing trope that was there that was is attached to the alt-right that kind of got people up in arms should she had used that probably not why did she use it i don't fucking know but i will say that we need to do a little bit more digging and research before we automatically cancel somebody and especially somebody that is supposedly in our culture she's biracial but we she's in our culture like we have a lot of biracial people that are in our culture so i think it's a matter of you figuring out what really happened 
I think this is a, a place where we probably should have had, somebody should have had a conversation with Doja Cat. I'm sure she will come out and say something. I don't know. Maybe her publicist says this shit will blow over. Some Takashi will do something else, something stupid, and people will be looking over there. I, I, I don't know. But I think this is where we should have a conversation because people are saying that she don't want to be black. She don't identify as black. I don't know. The only person that will truly know that is Doja Cat. So you have to ask her. So I'm going to reserve my judgment of calling her a racist until I have an information or I hear from her. Like I, I've not heard from her. So I need to hear from her and maybe see these videos before I can just cancel her. Even though, like I said, I don't really give a damn. But nonetheless, just saying, hold, hold your judgment. Give it some information first. Alright, so I'ma talk briefly about something that happened and then I'm gonna talk about black female podcasters. Um or podcasting while being a black female. Okay, so let's talk about one night stands really quick. So on bad or brunching after dark, we were talking about one night stands. And somebody brought up something to me because I said I had never had a one night stand. Because I said that I all the people that I've been with, I've known them or I've known them in some capacity. I've known their people. So even if you've had one interaction with them, you talk to them later on, even if you've only had one interaction with them sexually. And I said that that doesn't necessarily make it a one night stand if you know them. And then somebody told me, because to me, I thought if you have sex with a stranger, right, you know, you, you rocking with your cock out and you have sex with a stranger, that constitutes a one night stand to me. It's somebody you didn't know. You will never know them again. You have sex with them. Bam, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. And you move on. So to me, that is a one night stand. But what was brought to my attention was somebody was like, Lace, if you've only had sex with them once, that's a one night stand. That is, you know, you can't say that it's not a one night stand if you only have sex once. Now, I will say the reason why I say that is because sometimes you never know the the situation. Like somebody might get hit by a bus, little forbid, or whatever, and you had sex with them one. It don't make it a one night stand. Or maybe somebody finds their person of their dream, or they decide the next day they don't want to be a hoe anymore, or what, whatever the case may be, that they don't want to sleep, just sleep around with one person. And if they're not really vibing with you like that, maybe they was vibing with you on a friend level it was just like something that happened i don't necessarily if you know the person think that that's a one night stand you may disagree with me out there in the world but to me i don't think that that constitutes a one night stand i will get back to the one night stands in a minute now listen i'm not instagram hot okay i'm not aisha curry i'm not instagram hot i can't post no pictures on instagram where people are gonna be oh like that's just not where i'm at right now in my life I'm too old and my body just don't look like that. It's just not where it's at, okay? I'm not Instagram hot. I'm not even fucking Facebook hot, okay? I'm not even Facebook hot. But I am fucking LinkedIn popping. Do you hear me? I am LinkedIn hot and I fucking love it. And you know why? Because the people that are reaching out to me that are in my DMs on LinkedIn, you know what the fuck? They all got jobs right they all ceos they all got jobs so fuck all of y'all that just be popping on instagram and facebook yes i'm i'm in my feelings because people don't be popping in my dms like that because and it makes and it's not that i would talk to them you know sometimes it is a confidence booster I'm like oh i still got it but y'all don't be there okay y'all don't be there so that is why my linkedin keeps my confidence right it gives me balance to know that i can get a dude there's about 55 to 87, okay? Those are my options, and I fucking love it because I know that they got houses. I know they got life insurance and benefits, and I don't have to worry about them probably having chlamydia or gonorrhea or whatever the fuck they got over there in the Instagram land, okay? You know what I mean? I knows what they got, and they like the fact that I gained some weight. Now, my picture on LinkedIn... It doesn't look like my Instagram picture. I do look the same on all my pictures, though. I'm not I'm not catfishing anybody. I look the same on all my pictures. I just gain, I have gained some weight 
during this corner. I've gained some weight, period. Like, I've been gaining weight over the last couple of whatever. But yes. But with, when it comes to one night stands, to me, a one night stand is when you meet a complete stranger, you have sex with a complete stranger, and then you never see that complete stranger again. That's what constitutes a one night stand in my mind. Now, I could be completely wrong. And like the person who asked me and they said, hey, Lise, technically, you may have gotten a one night stand tell because... You know, if you have sex with a person one time, that makes it a one night stand. The reason why I don't feel that way is because sometimes you have sex with people more than once. Like you will have sex with a person a couple of times and you don't have sex with them anymore, but you still talk to them. You still see them. You you know, you might not be friends, but you, if you see them, you're cordial. Like, hey, what's up with you? Like to me, you've built some type of relationship. You've built some type of rapport. I don't necessarily consider that a one night stand as much as that's just having sex with the person one time, right? Like you may have sex with a person one time and you may not have sex with them again for whatever reason. Maybe somebody falls in love the next day and gets in a relationship and they ride off in the sunset with a motherfucker and go on do their thing. I, I don't know. I'm just saying like to me, I don't consider that a one night stand. But if you consider that a one night stand, let me know what you think. Let me know what you think about that. All right, so let's talk about, what are we talking about? Female black podcasting. All right, so if you are a podcaster, you you probably listen to other people's podcasts. And some of the podcasts that I really, really like is Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson and the Joe Buttons podcast. And I enjoy the Joe Buttons podcast more than the Mike Tyson podcast, just simply because I, I just like the dynamic. Now, I know that some people say that it's they can be problematic sometimes, but I think I like a little bit of problematic behavior because I don't necessarily agree with everything that they say, but I just, I can, I can appreciate somebody that has a difference of opinion and kind of like stands in their meaning. And I, I really believe that Joe Button has taken that podcast and really taken it to the next level. Like it's some it's some good shit, I will say. He's the only person that I will listen to for fucking three hours. He's the only person that has made me listen to a three hour podcast. I've not found another podcast that I will listen to for three hours. I've not, I've not seen it. Um, usually they lose me somewhere in the, the stream of things, the flow of things, but he's there. And another big person, I've actually not had the pleasure of listening to their podcast yet. And that is Joe Rogan. And I think I'm one of the only fucking people that really has not listened to a Joe Rogan's podcast through and through. Like, I think I've heard bits and pieces, but I've never, like, heard the entire thing through and through. And I know that I'm one of the only people because he's doing some amazing shit. He just got, like, a $100 million deal or some shit like that with fucking Spotify. And they're gonna have exclusivity of the joe rogan podcast they're gonna have it video and audio so he's doing some major things and i was listening to the most recent joe button podcast i think they might drop on monday or something like that. i never i never listen to it when they drop so i don't know exactly when they drop but i do listen to all the episodes and they were mentioning something that i actually find very very true and one of the things that he mentions is that podcasters should be applauding the fact that joe rogan actually did get this big deal because what it shows is that spotify believes that there is some room for growth in podcasts and it's not like people did rap because you know back in the day with rap music people thought that was a fad and it was going to go away and it wasn't here to stay and rap is the biggest genre of them all now and this investment in mr joe rogan shows that the podcasting game is just growing it's getting better it's getting bigger and it, there's money in to be made in it and with that being said i i agree i agree that there's definitely money to be made and so if he's getting like a hundred million dollars or some shit for however many years he got um or more he might be getting even more money than that it, it does show that there's enough room in here for everybody. If they make the lane. If they make the lane, there's enough room for everybody. And there's room to be made. Because I know a lot of people ask me, is there any money in podcasting? I don't see any money in it. And I was like, clearly there's money. Now, it might just be if you are a man and you are a former celebrity or somewhat or have connections to 
the celebrity industry you might be able to make that kind of money maybe the lower level people we won't make that kind of money i don't know uh, but I will say that one of the biggest voices that are missing are black females. I, I've not seen a big Spotify deal with a black female. The closest thing I think that came to it is Queen Radio with Nikki, with Apple, because I know they have exclusive rights to Queen Radio. But I don't know if you consider that a podcast or is that a fucking radio show. Like, I'm not really sure because I don't have Apple. I'm not rich like that. So I don't have Apple um i got a samsung note i don't know if this is a 10 or 11 or whatever the fuck this shit is and i I don't have that so i can't listen to it i've heard bits and pieces and i think she might have put her first episode on youtube or something and i think i watched that and it actually was pretty good but i don't know if she's considered a podcaster and then also nikki is in her prime so naturally they would give that to her in her prime like no knock to joe rogan no knock to joe buttons but i think when they both got into the podcasting world because i don't remember joe rogan from fear factor like that's the only thing i really remember him from and of course joe button as a rapper but i think both of them kind of had went in the twilight of their career before they made a resurgence in podcasting so although they had a backing and a following because they already were celebrities they did have to do some work to pull in their viewership because they weren't already on top of their game right now nikki got the barb she's like she's on it right she's she's still in her prime so i don't know if that necessarily counts so I'm trying to figure out, is there space in this podcasting game for black women? Because what I noticed is there's a lot of money in black women. They People make a lot of money off of black women, but we don't. they don't necessarily invest in black women. And I'm not even saying just me because I'm a black female podcaster, but we got so many of these blogs out there that could be given a Spotify-like deal. And I can guarantee you, if you put them in front of the right audience, they will pull it. You know, you got the the Impressive channel on YouTube. You got the Chronicle Speaks. You got Tasha K. You got all of these people that already have this following that they have built from the ground up. Like these are not former celebrities. They're, they're just regular people that were able to pull a following. Why none of these individuals have been given, they don't have to be given what the fuck Joe Rogan is doing because I don't think, I, I honestly don't know if anybody can do that. I, whatever, you know, what he's been able to do, he's number one on every chart, on every type of platform that there is. I don't think anyone else can do that but him as a podcaster. I, I really don't. I don't see anybody else coming in to dethrone him anytime soon. But I think that to at least offer them what they were offering some of these individuals that they kind of gave or helped with their platform. So another thing that I learned on the Joe uh, Buttons podcast, shout out to them again, was that there is a podcast called... Uh, call her daddy right i've not listened to it now i've seen it so i've seen the the podcast art but i didn't know what it was because i saw two white women on it and they looked like their titties was sitting up or out or whatever and i was like okay this must not be for me um so i didn't necessarily click on it and then it's through Barstool. To me, Barstool, I think sports because Barstool has a sports section or it's edition or platform or whatever you want to call it, which I didn't realize it either until I listened to the, the podcast because I didn't realize that they had other shows on there that weren't specific to sports. So, you know, I follow a lot of different people on social media and Barstool was one of them. Like I, I follow the Bleacher Report because I love Gridiron Heights, by the way. I love that fucking shit. Y'all should just turn this shit into a cartoon. 30 minutes, just turn it into a cartoon. I watch this shit every week. But I, I listened to that because I like sports, but I didn't know that they had another platform that wasn't because I, after they were talking about how much money these two girls got. So first of all, what I didn't realize is that these two individuals they were getting like close to a half a million dollars a year to, to do a podcast, 30 minute podcast. I don't know if it was every week, it might be every week. I, I'm not sure. I don't know if it's every week or every day. I think it's every week. I think it's once a week. So you have a podcast that they're 30 minute podcast once a week 
and they're getting half a million dollars okay and they had some issues because somebody was getting paid more than the other one one of the friends got started getting paid more but she did the editing and stuff and the other one thought that it should be even and it, and it wasn't or some shit was happening but regardless that's a lot of fucking money and when i was listening to what they were saying like originally they didn't have a podcast they did some shit on instagram and the guy who owned barstool happened to see it and said hey you doing something good here he reached out to them and they made this happen so although they didn't have the name the name was built by the girls and they helped them build the following they brought them to a platform that already had thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners and they automatically built up this really big following now they have all of this merchandise you can purchase and all of this other stuff that you can do and all of that jazz and so they're making all of this money and for whatever reason they thought they should get more money so they wanted to get a million dollars uh an episode a year which and then also get some proceeds off their merch and all of that stuff which sounds great right <clears throat> and then originally they were making seventy thousand, and because of bonuses and stuff they made the four hundred thousand. so they were doing the numbers to me it's just that i don't see because clearly i don't think they were celebrities or anything like that i i, I could be wrong um because like i said i'm older now so i don't really follow all the young celebrities but i don't see them doing that to any of the small smaller black platforms of people that are not celebrities so like i said any of those people that i just mentioned those black bloggers could do what these two and i'm not knocking these two girls um i don't remember their names i'm not knocking them but i think that they other people like that are already doing this they could give them that type of leverage and black women will eat black content now i think a lot of the times black people don't necessarily listen to podcasts but i don't know if it's because the p- content doesn't seem to be tailored towards them they it's not marketed to them exclusively so they don't, they're not necessarily going to listen to it but i think if you can find a way to package it i think black women will definitely listen to it and there's a lot of money there and we've proved that time and time again that black women will spend money on stuff that they like i don't understand why we don't have that yet and i'm trying to figure out like who's gonna be next is it jamel hill because like i said she got a podcast coming up maybe it'll be jamel hill but i'm tired of being excluded from just in general as as black women i'm tired of not seeing somebody that look like me i may not pop up or blow up because it's a hard thing to do in a podcast game but it leads other people to see other people that look like you make it so that you can know maybe i can would be nice that's all i'm saying so we just need to support more black female podcasters so if you're out there and you listen to podcasts, make sure you listen to some black women podcasts. Download it because downloads mean more than streams. And make sure we can try to get their number up. And you don't just listen to people just to fucking listen to them. But make sure it's quality. Make sure it's something you want to hear. Make sure it's some content that gives you something. Adds some value to your life, Lord God. But besides that, we got to support each other. That's all I'm saying. Let me shut up. Let me, um, let me get off my soapbox. All right, this has been another episode of Millennials Anonymous Podcast. We will be back again next week. Again, happy Memorial Day to all the peoples out there. Uh, We will be back again. We're going to have a guest on. Uh, You guys are going to like it. We're going to be talking about a lot. This person was on Vice TV and or Vice.com. So we are going to have a good ass time. So I'm excited about what's coming up next week. Make sure you check in with Brunchin to see what we're talking about there as well. And if you have a question, or topic that you think that we should be talking about please make sure that you reach out to us and that is just www.millennialswithaz.us so that you can submit a question or an inquiry or you can fuss me out or whatever you want to do make sure that you do that and i also want to let you guys know that we're coming up with a couple of specials i 
we did a mother's day one so i'll probably do a father's day one so i am looking for some young millennial fathers so if that is you i would like to talk to you about being a millennial father and a young father and raising kids in today's times and all of that type of stuff and how you feel about being a dad and if you think dads are not treated fairly and they don't get the credit they deserve like we're going to talk about all of those things in this upcoming interview so if you want to be a part of that make sure that you reach out to me as well and again it's the same place just go to our website at www.millennialswithaz.us and make sure you follow us on all major podcasting platforms which would be spotify it's iHeartRadio, it's radio.com it's breaker it's pocket cast it's overcast it's anchor any place where you can pretty much get a podcast you can listen to us it's a couple of them that we're not on but we're working on getting on those right now like pandora and all that type of stuff so we're working on it so you'll be able to find us soon again be safe out there the pandemic is not over they are having resurgence in certain states one of them is my state so i need for y'all to protect yourself make sure you're wearing masks make sure you're wearing gloves make sure you're not just congregating together just for the fuck of it make sure you are being safe so that we can make sure that this thing does not get us we don't need it to get us so make sure y'all are protecting yourselves as much as you can we appreciate you here on millennials we love you thank you for listening thank you for rocking with us bye